Welcome. If you're looking to unlock the secrets of the mind, to live a life that's free of care and anxiety, and to be the happiest you that you can be, then you're in the right place. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast. Hello and welcome to Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast with me, your host, Neil West, and I'm here today with my good friend and co-host, Hayley Kearns. Hi Hayley, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Neil. And you? <laughs> I'm super duper, thank you. I'm here again with yet another tatty old book. This, this is why I sound a, li- a little bit nervous, because last time... Neil brought a book with him. Oh, that was, well, yes, well, but perhaps yeah. we're off her by now, I don't know. This yeah. used to be growing the good mindful book. Less controversial, controversial oh, this time, no controversy. In fact, this is a very lovely book. Okay. This is a book called The Road Home, A Journey of Exploration by Gertrude M. N. Ramsey. We're back in the 1930s again, I have okay. to tell you. Um, but this, uh, I, I bought this because it was originally released at one shilling and sixpence, um, so I got this, this is a cheap edition, oh. uh, it was two <laughs> shillings and sixpence net when it was first published, so I got it while it was on offer. Uh, it says, this book travels in imagination through every sort of home, dealing with the fascinating subject of how a house takes on character, from the family which lives in it. From house hunting and moving in, the reader is led through the excitements and adventures which befall the family, any family any rich family it should be said mm. to the time when the home breaks up and the new generation takes up the torch if its most obvious appeal is to those who've run a lively or difficult household you run a lively and difficult <laughs> household just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> it appeals even more to those who are puzzled by the age-old problem of how to keep a foothold and a steady outlook in a world ever moving swiftly on as well as to all who are keenly interested in their fellow men so this is particularly if you're setting up a new home in the 1930s and you've only got a cook to assist you. Oh, um, there's lots of good technical advice in how to keep your, uh, your, your grill, your cooker uh, burning, you know, and keep the coals light and so on. So lots of useful practical tips in this. But I'm going to read to you from chapter 9, okay, because I thought it was particularly mindful. Okay. A calm sea and a prosperous voyage. The wish springs to the lips when a new household starts off on the voyage of life. Equally, when a ship's company, experienced in meeting fair weather and foul, sets sail in a new ship. Okay, so a calm sea and a prosperous voyage. Mm. The wish is pleasant and full of goodwill, if impossible of fulfilment, for what sea remains calm. It were better to wish our friends a stout heart to meet rough weather did not deep-seated superstition forbid our suggesting trouble in advance. But troubles wait for no invitation, and nowhere is a greater variety of them to be experienced than in ordinary domestic life. Okay, so this is saying... I would agree with that. (laughs) None of us are going to live a a life free of care. Care is going to come our way and find us out, Mm. and particularly those of us trying to run a household. Not the best managed house is proof against misfortune and accident, nor does it help to sit down to think about all the calamities which may happen, planning seriously how to guard against each, to make the house, the family life, proof against disaster. You're not preppers, are you? No. No, no you don't have a cellar full of baked beans. And a no. <laughs> no. No. Definitely not. It cannot be done. 
And the fun of life, we say it in all seriousness, lies in pitting our brains, our courage, against the blows of fortune. Mm. So is that quite a mindful attitude? I'm open and curious yeah. about the, the many disasters which are heading yeah. my way. There's a big flood coming through my room. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you've, you've had, a, yeah. you've had, you've had time yeah. to be curious about the, yeah, the water coming definitely. through your ceiling, haven't you? A few days in a new house is suffice to reveal its most obvious <laughs> defects. <laughs> <laughs> Should that be then? <laughs> some, some remediable, some remediable, such as the bricks which have fallen and blocked the chimney, or an escape of gas. Others not, such as a dancing plug <laughs> opposite, which disperses with joyful clamour at one or two o'clock in the morning, two days a week. I love that this is in the nineteen thirties. Yeah. I think somebody might have noticed the dancing plug. <laughs> <laughs> You'd certainly notice it once you moved in. Mm. The dog who fights with ours. The goods yard, unnoticed before, were shunting us on all nights. Do you, are you troubled you by nightly shunting? <laughs> no. In the beginning, when all senses are on the alert, each of these may seriously disturb the family. Well, you would if you bought a house with a barking dog, a shunting yard at the back, <laughs> and a nightclub across the road, wouldn't you? <sighs> what was I thinking? <laughs> it was cheap. <laughs> Um, each of these may seriously disturb the family until some trouble better worth the name comes along. Influenza, for example. Respects neither time nor place, and is a visitor particularly awkward before the house is in working order and when a new doctor has to be found. Good luck on that one. Eager people using accustomed tools are as likely as not to cut themselves or to fall off ladders. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they know me. <laughs> know your audience. Presently the chimney is cleared, the gas safely confined to its proper channel, while the noise of night fades away. Busy days and the profound sleep which comes to the weary have a wonderful effect in soothing <laughs> irritations of this kind. That's all you need. Good night, Yeah, because you're clearing, too busy clearing the chimney, you're so tired. <laughs> Can't hear the shunting. The family has learned the advantages and drawbacks of the new house. Everything is in order. The children at school, the last workman is gone, and life becomes ordinary again. The housewife looks... What's, what, what's one of those? <laughs> the housewife looks forward to peace and to showing the house to her friends. What next? Well, it might be whooping cough oh. <laughs> with its long quarantine. And the, long quarantines, what are they? <laughs> uh, and the cheerful warning of friends that it does not really get well till spring or a change ordered to the seaside with no money over from the move to pay for lodgings. Measles, more worrying still, or even diphtheria. The source untraced and nobody's fault. Are you troubled by diphtheria on a regular basis? Or the boys arrive home from boarding school. Oh gosh, you don't want that, do you? <laughs> With a three weeks quarantine for mumps, only two days of which have left, left to run, and have to be kept happy and given a good holiday in spite of their enforced seclusion. The cook's had an accident. What do you do when oh, your cook's had an accident, Hayley? <laughs> The cook, oh this was the only servant you could bring with you. Yeah. The cook has had an accident or receives an urgent summons home and vanishes with a suitcase. How <laughs> very dare they! How very dare they! Or if it's in the country, has to be driven miles in a hurry to catch the night express. This calamity, be it noted, creates as much disturbance in a large house with a staff of intelligent women as in the small <laughs> one where Mary is cook and everything else. Have you got to marry? <laughs> or even where the cook is the housewife. Even, even yeah. where the cook 
is the housewife oh, herself. Shock horror. Imagine that. <laughs> Civilization is all very well when the wheels run smoothly, but when one broken wheel stops the whole machine, philosophers may ask if it were not better to be a little more primitive and know at least how to cook a kippered, <laughs> a kippered herring. Or oh, to fry an egg. <laughs> well, we know from George he couldn't fry an egg until 1965. <laughs> oh, no. The waterworks in general may give trouble any day, and if the boiler must burst, it does so on a Saturday as readily as any other. The scullery tap gives way suddenly. Have you got a scullery? No. The scullery. What is a scullery? Is it like a utility room? Ah, right. Have you got a... <laughs> I have got a utility room. Oh, well, there you go. The scullery tap gives way suddenly, and someone has to hold back the water with an improvised stopper no, until a plumber can be no, found. No, this happens several times. Every time my husband attempts DIY, this happens in my house. Luckily, my plumber's moved in across the road. Has <laughs> he on the night club? <laughs> Not yet. Has the... <laughs> Is that because you make, you make so much money just from you? I might as well just move it. It's easier. Oh. Has the reader ever tried to fix a stopper against a rush of scalding, scalding water? <laughs> there are only two ways. Don't we have solar panels we don't have scalding water anymore? It's tepid, tepid water. Oh dear. There are only two ways of meeting a domestic crisis. One is to look it straight and deal with it. The other is to run away. Now, this is flight, fight or freeze. So I did have sensible reasons for picking this. Yeah. Right? So you can look straight at the crisis or you can run away. Besides the simple one of going out for the day or to the seaside for a week. That's what you should have done. Yeah, no. There's Never water mind. coming through the ceiling. Let's go on holiday. <laughs> to wait in the hope that someone else will deal with the situation to plead ignorance and incompetence and say it's not my job or that it would be solved if no attention be paid to it that tends to be my hope <laughs> just ignore I'm sure it, it and it'll, be fine. And it'll go away yeah. not to be confused with the wisdom which ignores of set purpose our grievance and lastly to pretend that it has not happened <laughs> what leak <laughs> uh -uh. were this last form of evasion less common it were impossible to believe that men and women of sufficient intelligence to get through ordinary life without obvious disasters can shut the gates of the mind to disagreeable <laughs> facts so firmly that at the last they will not be open. I don't know. I think a lot of people of reasonable intelligence can shut the gates of mind to disagreeable facts. Yeah, oh, I definitely. think that's quite common these days. Let it be granted at once that each of the above methods of running away can put up an admirable defence, even the last. If there is someone else there who knows how to deal with the particular crisis in question, by all means, let ignorance and incompetence stand aside. That's me. <laughs> no ordinary householder has been trained to deal with pipes or to distinguish between appendicitis and the effects of too much Christmas pudding. <laughs> You'll love this, right? <clears throat> to wash and put the children to bed is definitely not a man's job. And what girl marrying expects to find herself upon the roof, fixing slates or clearing out choked weeds? Well, you. <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> really does. Yeah. Why it is? Have you been on the roof? I've built the roof, and the life, have we? Okay. Dude, I've got. Fell ill 
when he got up there, so I did it. <laughs> while it is undoubtedly wiser to refrain if in doubt freaking brandy and melted while he was up on the log cabin. It's <laughs> like two metres. He went to make the bacon sandwiches instead. <laughs> I am. What anyway? <laughs> while it is undoubtedly wise to refrain if in doubt from giving brandy to an unconscious person with a red face. <laughs> Here, Neil, it's not your heart. Have some brandy. <laughs> the trouble is that it is very rare for a competent person to be within reach when a crisis occurs. <laughs> it's only in your life, isn't it? <laughs> Meanwhile, gas is leaking up through the floor and may catch fire at any minute. Panic and alarm. It's if all it right, be it's <laughs> If it be appendicitis, something must be done at once, if not sooner. To wait and hope that the pain will get better or that someone who knows about illness will turn up may and constantly does cause lifelong remorse. While an ordinary person is quite capable of tracking down the gas meter and finding out how to turn it off while someone else goes for the plumber. If the mother of the family is taken ill suddenly, someone has to put the children to bed. If only to get them out of the way. <laughs> And there may be no way to do it. <laughs> Maybe no one to do it but the inexperienced father. Oh God, what's my he gonna goodness. Imagine there'll be arms and legs sticking everywhere. <laughs> it's two o'clock. <laughs> I still can't get it in. Get in the bed. Oh. And in the country, to wait for the slaters means a wet and blackened ceiling. Not her job, but there's no one else to do it. Get your slates. Go on, get up there. <laughs> Oh, that is exactly the difficulty, may we say, the thrill of domestic life, that at any moment a crisis may occur, requiring to be dealt with by those on the spot, whether competent or not. No preparation is possible, save that indicated above, the habit of facing the foe. For no two emergencies alike, the host, for example, takes fire. Those who are in charge may rush out into the street to look for help, leaving windows and doors open to encourage the flames. <laughs> When all is over, every member of that household knows that it's sufficient to say, Fire Brigade, down the telephone. Knows how to use the Minimax. Don't know what the word Minimax is. <laughs> and that the first thing to do is shut the window of the burning room. Very good. But it may be years before any of them meets a fire again. And if nobody's been injured on this occasion, they will not even have learned that with burning injuries, the first danger to look for is shock. Give them a brandy. Mm. <laughs> basically it's saying it like it's talking about foresight it's talking about the fact that you don't find out like you don't organise yourself against these things so they've happened to you mm. so it's, it's the attitude you have to take them on yeah. on the chin you know take, take them on head on um, irrespective of your competence because if nobody else is there you've just got to get on with it but as you say the next crisis will be totally different and those who know all or at any rate know something useful about fire and flood or burst pipes, infectious disease and the commoner accidents will arrive home to find that someone has taken liniment instead of cough mixture. <laughs> How poisonous is it? And what's the antidote? Confused memories of strong coffee, <laughs> salad oil, whites of an egg jumble up in the mind. Plaster off the walls if nothing else is available. A clear remedy like that sticks in the mind long after more useful knowledge has slid away but which to try. The first aid book was lent to a friend only last week, but <laughs> who but can recall the terrible moments such as this, and by no means every house has a telephone with a doctor or a chemist at the other end. 
what a good story it makes afterwards. Oh, my little Johnny poisoned himself <laughs> and we had to give him plaster off the wall. Oh. <laughs> if it all ends well. What a burning, searing memory for life if it does not. It was not your fault. The bottle was marked poison. The words beat idly on the ears of one who has seen life fade in a swift half hour. <laughs> and who's had to go and tell the victim's family? Yeah, little Johnny. <laughs> but... Whatever the issue, and however funny the crisis may appear to be in retrospect, it's not the least funny at the time. Each is, in its own degree, horrible, and even the lesser ones carry the secret and mortifying conviction that other people will know exactly what to do. Of the greatest troubles, it's not easy to speak. One of these, above all, we shut the doors of the mind if we could, refuse admission to the mere thought that they might happen to us, to others, yes, not the most obstinate blindness can deny, but to ourselves, yet they come, soundless shall fall, so, sorry, it soundless shall be the footfall light in all men's ears of sorrow, sudden and light. The cloud of anxiety which grows, the disease which threatens, nights of secret agony over some member of the family in peril or temptation, the dreadful doubt whether it be wise to speak or stand by silently, lonely impossible choices, the breadwinner's fear of dismissal, the days of looking for another job, the swift and easy way out of difficulty for one who's entrusted with other people's money, the day of reckoning which follows. Two people living together yet growing apart, neither dares to be open with the other, and the family quarrel which could be made up in a moment if only the other side would speak first. The terrible fear of a family breakup, the day on which that or some other haunting fear is fulfilled. Mm. Okay, so it's not all darkness, even darkness moves towards light. Oh, okay. Okay, so even these different times. To. <laughs> yeah, everything, nothing stays the same, everything changes. Let those days also be remembered when the doctor pronounces that all danger is over. <sighs> when some, some hidden fear led out at last, melts as mist in the morning sun, and when after long simmering, a family quarrel bursts out and clears the air. If these also rend the heart, they bring new life and joy, while through it all runs on its accustomed course from morning to night and morning again, with breakfast to make and eat, lest the quivering self-control of others should give way. The washing to carry the bills to pay. Two things remain to be said. The first is that when the enemy batters on the gate, the garrison springs to arms. Those who, at a moment before the quarrelling over the dice, stand shoulder to shoulder in the event of the hearth. A bad trouble has a marvellous effect in uniting a household and ensuring each the others that each of the others is true colours. The affection, the loyalties which are in ordinary times so laboriously hidden shine out suddenly marvellously. Even those terrible people, the habitual complainers, get their chance. There is none to listen to them. Shall they, for a change, turn up to help? Fortune is never tired of offering chances to do better. Okay, so mm -hmm. chance to all pull together. The other is that to run away or face the enemy is a matter of habit. Neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. Why else are soldiers drilled so laboriously? We're all cowards and would do anything to avoid a difficult decision or to shirk an unpleasant responsibility. Well, I mean, speaking of myself, obviously. But how comforting is it to confess honestly that there is a time, at the same time, a kernel of courage deep hidden in every human spirit. A frightful danger discovers it. Sometimes a sudden impulse of wrath or shame because everyone else has run away. But for plain people, there is only one way to find it, and that is to acquire the habit of standing firm and facing straight like a common soldier. Okay, so... We all face adversity, none mm -hmm. of us live in calm waters. 
But if you face those challenges head on, you will learn from those experiences ready for next time. And it's an opportunity for us all to pull together and for you to show your innate courage. So okay. there you go. There you go. Is that mindful? It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> and you know, I get to put the kids to bed. You can yeah, climb on the roof. Yeah. Why not? Why not? So, mm. if you've suffered from diphtheria, <laughs> or or you forgot to close the window when the room was on fire, <laughs> um, you can get in touch. Tell us all about you it. You can. We are on Facebook. One together. One together. CIC. We, you can email us on one together cic at gmail.com and you can contact us through our we have a website website mm. we do which is one together cic.co.uk but for now this is growing the good the mindful, mindful podcast. podcast we will be leaving the 1930s yeah. at some point and we'll see you <laughs> next, next time, time. <laughs> this is growing the good the mindful podcast <laughs>